Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another sad, sad episode of the Primetime Titans. If you're coming here to get cheered up, I would just turn the podcast off right now because that's not what we're here to do. We are here to vent and cry on each other's shoulders, and you're welcome to do it with us. What a sad day to, to wake up on Tuesday and the loss to the Texans is still there. It didn't change overnight. They didn't go back and do a stat correction and change the points. It's over. The game is over. I'm wondering if our season's over. I'm wondering if there is any hope. Um, so get into this episode with us. It is a, it is a sad, sad day, like we said. Um, and in honor of sad podcasts and sad songs, please welcome into the show Adele. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging on But that train keeps... The Primetime Titans podcast is presented to you today by Walker Financial Management. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL and the engine of the Titans offense, but he would be the first to tell you that it takes consistent support from teammates, coaches, trainers, and advisors for him to be the most successful on and off the field. In the same way, small business owners are the engines of their companies and wear a lot of hats. Walker Financial Management exists to support owners of small to medium-sized businesses, specifically in regards to bookkeeping. They offer customizable solutions like transaction categorization, monthly financial statement preparation, accounts receivable and payable management, payroll, CFO services, and more. If you or someone you know is spending too much time, money, or stress on bookkeeping, find peace of mind by visiting www.walkerfm.com to schedule a free consultation with a certified bookkeeping professional today. That's www.walkerfm.com. All right, here we go. This is the Texans recap. And I just, I'm JG. I'm Pettit. I'm Robert. And we're, j- <laughs> this I is mean, one of those, this is one of those <laughs> podcasts where we literally had to drag ourselves to this morning show because of how devastated and sad. And for me, it was just dragging myself downstairs. But it was an emotional drag. Yeah. We had I, we I had don't. we had to emotionally bring ourselves to come here this morning. And you know why we're doing it? We're doing it for you, our listeners. We're keeping each other accountable. That's right. And uh we also um we're gonna hope we're we're gonna we might overreact or be negative, but we're also hopefully at the end gonna be a little positive. Maybe. Well we're gonna live <laughs> we're gonna live in the valley. Today, yeah, this morning, I, I'm in the valley. It's it's a morning day. We got to mourn. So the death of the M O U R morning. Um, for those of y'all that didn't know, we went to the game together, and uh, as you probably know, it was pouring down rain. Um, we got a little uh, pregame episode in there. We did uh, pregame and uh, like literally right before the game, just interviewing some people. That's it's like a ten minute episode. We put that out, a little bonus episode, and uh, boy. Which, that was when we were excited. We were wrong. a good time. We were very wrong. <sighs> like, so wrong. So I mean, wrong. Every, <laughs> t- 
Tommy Douglas, I'm shouting you out right now in a bad way. You predicted 23 rushes and 162 yards and two touchdowns for Deontay Foreman. Didn't even see Dontrell Hilliard coming. <laughs> Do you think the outcome of the game had any relationship at all to Tommy uh, throwing the expletives out onto the airwaves that may have put some j- bad juju out Maybe on our it podcast? Did. Maybe it did. Uh, another, th- like, just, where are we just going to start? Marcus Johnson, I, I think we just start going on just the rattling off a list of things yep, that this just is, went uh, wrong. Robert's well, chance to win the bat. Marcus no. Johnson, well, let me say this literally headline. was targeted and got hurt. Hurt his hamstring. Let me say this nice little headline that I think perfectly recaps the game. Okay. You can't win many games in the NFL with practice squad guys. And you can't win many games in the NFL when those practice squad guys play like high school football players. <laughs> and that's what we had. We had a perfect combination of terrible football with guy like half of our team who wasn't even signed on the fifty three man roster. And our injuries Until finally caught week. up with us. To last week, I guess. Yeah, and it was... I wonder if that 82 number has gone up now. I'm sure it has. Because there were a lot of players that were on that list that I did see out there. But. Let's give our most disappointing player of the game. JG, you start. Oh, wow. Uh, it's hard not to say Ryan Tannehill. Um, but He's certainly been getting most of the grief. No, I'm going to... Probably the most disappointing, and it's really only because of a play, and it's Chester Rogers. Oh man! Everything it just let's just I'm gonna paint you a picture. Everything that went wrong went wrong, and then in the first half, it, it, the the game was going like everything that went wrong was going wrong in the game, and then a punt hits off Chester Rogers' foot when he's like, does he not remember Peter? Like right. when you when you're when you're not going to be by a punt or something, you just yell Peter and you get away from it. Yep. What I just it's something I you learn in middle school. Harder. You learn that in middle school football. And you did, yeah. You yelled that at him, and he actually, I think he heard you. He turned around and was like, Flicked "What's me up? Off. What the heck, dude?" Just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, most disappointing player literally just Chester Rogers because that one play. Mine is AJ Brown. He's been an absolute disappointment this season. He's still dropping balls. He's still injured i don't know what's going on i love him he's one of my favorite titans of all time but man this season's been rough for him which says a lot already with it only being his third year and he's no it definitely does say a lot because he still has like 500 yards on the season and like two touchdowns which for any other titans wide receiver that'd be a pretty good season but uh we have much higher standards for him and i just would love to see him out there balling again i mean he's just been making drops he is just getting hurt every other play. He got I hurt mean, twice, two different injuries. Yeah, in he got game. hurt twice. It's just like, what is going on? What? I, I don't. I don't know what else to say. Our team. Someone said <laughs> you in, almost don't want to get sad in that AJ. pregame episode. That guy you interviewed, JG, said we're running a hospital, and I thought that was the perfect <laughs> statement. Shout but out, Brandon. It is no. It was uh, the other guy, but I don't remember his name. Ty- Tyrell or something. Yeah. Sorry, so I think we're the Tennessee hospital or something. I I'll go back to the guy you mentioned first. St. Thomas. I'll go I'll go Tannehill, but let's let's put it into context a little bit. He I think it's fair to say he had his worst game as a Titan, right? I think we can all say that. Yeah. But I don't think all of the blame needs to fall on him. I mean For he, sure. when you're throwing it to Des Fitzpatrick, who didn't make the team 
and you're throwing to Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, who has been I, he's been a net positive for the he's team. He's probably this gonna year. be a wide receiver one next game. He honestly, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's probably gonna be. And he's been a you know he's been a guy he's been Way like a wide. great wide receiver four. Honestly, this year he blocks hard, he makes catches. Special teamer, good special teamer. But he's not starting on any other team in the NFL. He's not. Yeah. He's not better than a wide receiver, but he's a good wide receiver for. And then I don't even know Chester Rogers. I guess would be our third wide receiver, but he didn't play very much. Your number one tight end is out, Jeff Swaim, who had started to been. He had started to play better. He heard me. He heard me. He heard you call yeah. him out, and he started to play better. Um, Ferkser's a shell of himself. I mean, I don't know Ferkser what happened is, to that guy. He's talk about probably like biggest disappointment on the season. Yeah, he's he, definitely up there. That guy had an opportunity this year he to become a top. Tied in, you know, our number one option, and has just absolutely crapped his pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Jerry McNichols goes out, who's proven to be a good weapon, the McWeapon for us on third down. And, I mean, Hilliard had a fine game, but Hilliard fumbled the ball into the end zone. <laughs> that was Hey, there we go. There's embarrassing. Berkshire for you. Berkshire um, so I'll say thing. Tannehill definitely made some mistakes. And I appreciated him being the leader that he is and going up and owning it and not making excuses. And I think he'll play better. I don't think we'll see him play that bad, hopefully, ever again. Um, it was raining, nasty conditions, no continuity, no guys that you're used to throwing to that you have any chemistry with. And so not to say, like, I get I, it's okay. I'm not trying to excuse his play. I just think it's both, right? He played bad. He didn't have his great game. And we didn't have anyone to throw it to. So I, I kind of want to get into that. We can talk about Tannehill for a little bit. Like, I mean, for this team to, like, for the rest of the season, for this team, we can't, we absolutely cannot have that Tannehill. And you could argue we need even a better Tannehill than the Saints game. And, like, are we super worried about that? It's almost like he, <clears throat> I don't know, with, with the, um, the interceptions that he had, he was obviously trusting that his receivers were going to be in the right, you know, spots of their route. And a couple of them, you know, Des Fitzpatrick wasn't. And so is he actually seeing the field or is he just thinking he's trusting what the routes are going to be and the route concepts? Like, I just, to, what is up? To uh, put a little bit of salt in the wound, two of the interceptions were by Desmond King. Yeah. I don't know if you guys knew that. Who was yeah. a Titan last year? Yeah, who we traded year. for from the Chargers. The revenge game we forgot about. Uh, the revenge game we <laughs> forgot about. Um, I don't know about Tannehill. I think Des Fitzpatrick again. He had a touchdown. He did okay, but I mean, he got cut from the team for a reason. I mean, yeah. we saw him in preseason, and he looked atrocious. Like he's he did not look like a good route runner from a guy that doesn't know about route running. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think there was a good bit of him not being good from Des Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Because two of the picks were his to targeted to Des Fitzpatrick. Yep. Yeah. And so I think that was a big role. And three of the picks were in the red zone. So I think I mean, you get at least get field goals on those and we beat the Texans, which is so crazy that we were, we still, were still in, in that it. game and we had we had five turnovers, two yeah. almost that should have been turnovers, and they had zero on the entire game day. They didn't have a single potential turnover in the entire game, which they are game plan of just holding the ball and just playing football they was had better those, than us. Oh, they they uncovered the plan 
against the Titans. I don't know, though. They didn't throw the ball further than eight yards down the field the whole game. Exactly. You know, it was, is that a plan? I mean, they I just mean, they didn't move the ball on us. Our defense kind of balled out. We couldn't even get to a point where we could sack it. Yeah, Tyler think about Taylor. it. Okay, two, but that's like, that's two like of an, their touchdowns were straight up. The fumble on – or the, yeah, the punt Rogers return fumble. and then the pick – to like the six yard yeah. line, we, they had yeah, one right. drive. They I, had one drive. Everything other than that, the Titans' defense had six three and outs. We completely shut them down, and that's almost and should have had a safety. I mean, we went at them. Yeah. So the no sacks thing, people want to get upset about that. That's not necessarily That actually is sort of a the way that the Texans played. It was all quick game. It's almost they were acknowledging our defensive line is so good we well, can't drop we can't drop back and so if a team is going to almost give up and concede that they're not going to throw the football further than 8 yards down the field at some point the titans defense is just going to say okay we're going to scoot up we're not we're not worried about you going deep which is exactly what happened i don't think Tyrod Taylor threw the ball deep one time Kept so freaking killing us with his scrambles. So really, yeah. the defense wasn't the problem at all. I mean, holding an NFL team to 180 yards is very, very good defense. And they got yeah. put in some bad positions. Yeah, they did. And we scored. I mean, we had 400 yards of offense. So when you just look at the stats, we actually had a great day, and we we kind of beat the Texans up all over the field. You were. It was very evident that we were the best team yeah, on the field. It, what was it you were saying? It was like 85% of the plays? Yeah. I mean, 85% of the plays, we dominated them. But there's those few plays where we made mistakes that were disastrous, and those were the difference in the game. Getting and, stopped on fourth down. Yep. I think oh, Tannehill missing AJ on a throw. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the pick. The picks. God, that the fourth down. Turnovers. And the Adrian punt return. Peterson just, Adrian Peterson just ran straight into the line. Yeah, Adrian Peterson has been a big disappointment the last three games, I would Which, say. Which, I mean, he's 36. Yeah, so. he's 36, but also if he's going to run like that and he's going to play like that, then like we need to get we need to get the guys in there who are going to play well. Yeah. Like give the ball to Foreman and give the ball to Hilliard. Hilliard probably was our best back on Sunday. Definitely. Hilliard was probably the best player on Sunday. He was. Um, one thing about Tannehill – I think he is he is who we thought he was. Like he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers where he can go out and throw for 300 yards without a good supporting cast. He's just not that player. Wait, he just did that. No, he didn't throw for 300 yards. Yeah, he did. Against the Saints? No, against the Texans. Well, with four interceptions. Yeah, but he's, you just said he's not going to do that. He did. Sorry. <laughs> That's the whole point. But you okay, sorry. Throw for 300 yards and have a good game. Okay, so there's a difference. Cuz there's a difference between throwing for 300 yards when you're scrambling like as a team and just throwing the ball every play trying to catch up. I needed that. I needed that. No, I agree. I mean, you look at it and everything we thought we had on offense coming into the season with the three-headed monster of Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones are all gone. And even worse, is the guy that we thought was supposed to be wide receiver number two coming into the season decided he didn't want to play football for the Titans anymore, so he's not on the team. And then the other guy that we thought would be another good wide receiver number two while A.J. was on IR decides he doesn't want to have a hamstring. So, I mean, I don't even know who we're throwing to anymore. And Tannehill, I mean, the fact that we even had 400 yards of offense with the guys on our team, and, I mean, 
most of our O line was playing, but Aaron Brewer still started over Nate Davis, who it's might like, be an upgrade, maybe this season. But still, it's mm. like, I mean, at this point, we are picking up guys off the street. Do you want to try out, JG? You yeah, I would you, love to. Adam Humphreys, get I out there. I would love to. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to try out. My it's truly devastating. On, but like, this might be the year straight from hell that we just are now. Which we're we cannot. It's we, insane that we're eight and three. We can't. Seemed okay. So this is the this is the other person that I wanted to say most disappointing player from Sunday, and you brought this up when we were in our strategy session earlier. JG, who's our strength and conditioning coach? <laughs> Who in the world is in charge of who's making sure making sure these guys are who's our hamstring guy? ready to go? Yeah, <laughs> who's our soft tissue hamstring <laughs> groin guy? Clearly needs to be fired. We need a new hamstring guy because uh, every one of our receivers have had hamstring injuries. What the heck is up with that? No, no, I don't see other NFL teams with their top three receivers out with hamstring injuries. Like, maybe one guy. And then our top corner's out with a hamstring injury. Jackrabbit Jack Jenkins out with a hamstring injury. Yeah. My goodness. I just, I don't. Are we stretching? Do we know? How, do, are we stretching? What are we doing out here? I don't know. I think the Titans shouldn't practice the rest of the year. <laughs> Because half of our injuries, I think, come from practice too. <laughs> Can we take <laughs> off? Got to give up on practice. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm just. I might just need to. I'm just gonna sit back, just keep listening to y'all. Y'all are just. Honestly, making my mood a lot. Can better. we <laughs> can we decide to forfeit on Sunday so we have two off day, off weeks in a I, row? That would be no. Genius. See, you know what's funny. You we're going to lose. We're not. We're going to get smoked against the Patriots. No, no. no. What, well, you were saying earlier though, Robert, it would be very Titans of us to then go out and win that game. Yeah, it would. Absolutely, no one. It would. You want to know? You want to have more salt in the wound? The Colts. Colts okay, just absolutely well, dominated the Bills, and when we were walking well, out you of the want game, a little band aid for that wound. We, when we were walking out of the game, freaking Colts fan oh my at gosh. the Titans game Don't even is give it screaming down the pedestrian bridge, let's go Texans, and then is making all these stupid comparisons about stupid the Titans being Verizon and the Texans it's being AT&T, which we all know Verizon's better, so maybe, I don't even know his argument there. It was I hate maybe, them both. It was maybe the closest I've gotten ever This guy to was just the biggest brawling. chotch, and we were just straight up like, hey, how come... The Titans beat the Colts twice, and he was just like, I'm not talking about the Colts. And we're like, what? You're a Colts fan. Like, we beat you twice. But the, the Band-Aid for that win that you're saying a little salt on it is that we've already played them twice, and we beat them twice, which is absolutely monstrous. Like, Can I rip that your... Band-Aid right back off? <laughs> no. What, what, let's let it heal for a second here and talk about We have already played them twice. Let them whatever. that We... Yes, if they beat the Bucks and we lose the Colts, it's within one game. I know that, but I don't know. It's you mean if huge. we lose to the Patriots? Sorry, yes. I'm, it's a weird morning. I, it's a weird Let morning. me rip I that Band-Aid right back off because I saw Jonathan Taylor for MVP quotes oh my all over the place yesterday. And the guy, I mean, it is the just the utmost disrespect throwing to Derrick Henry, the fact that he ran for 2,000 yards last year and didn't really get any consideration for MVP. And and Jonathan Taylor has one game where he has 185 yards rushing and, and some touchdowns. And <laughs> five of them. And they're, now we're saying Jonathan Taylor for MVP on a 6-5 and five Colts team. Like, Are you kidding me? Spare okay, me, okay. NFL. I think the, the argument there is, though, that 
the Colts are really bad besides Jonathan Taylor. Well, whereas the Titans last year what, were pretty solid without like like Derrick Henry. We could still do stuff without Derrick. So we Carson need, Wentz can't do anything without Jonathan Taylor. We need to lose more games for Derrick Henry to become MVP <laughs> caliber. It probably would have helped. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. Well, all I have to say now is if Derrick Henry is not actually legitimately the most valuable player in the sense of the word, like he's clearly the most valuable player to a particular team in the NFL. Because you just... That's a good point. Even the last three games, our defense kind of balled out the first two, and so we were able to win, which is what we're going to have to rely on the rest of the way. Um, without Derrick Henry, we're clear... I mean, we're going to... We're a first-round exit in the playoffs. We are Maybe win one game. And so he's... But with him, we're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. No doubt. So, so he legitimately is the most valuable player to his team in the NFL. He's not going to put up the stats to win the award. He may never win the actual award, but it's just so clear how important he is to our team. Um, the la- I mean, you just look at the Texans game. If we have Derrick Henry, oh I'm so confident gosh. we win that game by, you know. He has at least 200 yards two, in that Two game. touchdowns at least. Like Hill- Hilliard had like 80-something yards. I mean, Derrick Henry's having two 200-plus. Yeah. So how – so – is this Texans game just a – is it just an outlier, kind of like the Jets game? No. Or is without, it, is it a legitimate – is it a legitimate concern the rest of the year? I'm legitimately devastated. Um, <sighs> I'm sad. I, you know, I feel similar, like, to losing – I never had a dog that I cared about. <laughs> but if my dog died, that's probably how I would feel. Um I just don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I know that there's hope. I know that the season's not you over. Really brushed over that <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> You're not even a dog guy. I know. I don't. I don't like dogs very much. I shouldn't say that on the airways, but you know, that's where we are. Um, I'm not. I know on paper we still have hope, but as a fan. I don't have a 24-hour flush-it period like the players and the coaches claim to do. You know, they're like, "Hey, we're going to think about this for 24 hours, and we're on to we're on to New England." I'm not like that's not me. This loss is gonna this is gonna carry with me today, tomorrow, through Thanksgiving. I'm probably my, eating, my eating turkey's turkey. not going to taste as good because I'm going to be thinking about this te- Texans be like, game. Oh, I can't wait to eat turkey. Wait, turkey, Texans. The oh, turkey no. Texans. The turkey Texans. I'm making <laughs> jalapeno. I'm making jalapeno poppers Mom, with pheasant. I don't want this. What are you talking JG, about over there? You're going off the rails. You're getting delirious on us. Thanks, um, Ty. You've done this to me. I'm pissed. I'm y'all are more set. Like I just. Why do we? Why it's it's the same thing. Just like the Jets game. Why does this happen? Why do, why do they do this to us? Is does like does Vrabel do this on purpose? Is he just like, hey, I'm gonna we we've given the fans I'm a little bit. Let's let's pull just, on their heartstrings. Let's just uh, let's let's throw in a little sprinkle here. Let's piss them off. Let's lose the Texans. I don't know, man. I uh, surely not. That would be cruel and unusual punishment. But I just John Garrett texted us the other day and was like, "All right, I say we start this podcast off negative and then we'll we'll spin zone it and get positive." Me and Robert both just like. I don't know if we have a lot of positive things <laughs> to say. It's just, it's infuriating, man. I mean, we have one of the greatest chances that the Titans have ever had to make a legitimate run and be one of the best teams. And we just have the worst hamstrings that exist in the NFL. 
It's I want to meet our hamstring guy at Kroger. God, can we go back to it? I the just dark alley. In the produce aisle. And you're right. It's like every week. Oh, who got injured on Wednesday? To like who's gonna pop up on the practice, or who's gonna pop up on the injury report after practice? Like you said, Pettit. And at a certain point, you have to wonder. And I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say this. I'm not accusing anybody. But are we tough? Okay. <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> are we? Can't do. Are we playing? Like, there's a difference between being injured and we're gonna pl- and being hurt. All right. You hear that as a freaking freshman in high school. There's a difference between being injured and being hurt. When you're injured, you're hurt, you're injured and you can't play. But sometimes you're hurt. You know. Sometimes you're hurt. You get hit hard, AJ, on the sideline. I'm you, hurt. You get hurt a little bit. Don't ask me if I'm right. All right? It, you, you know, you catch a ball at nine yards, and the corner hits you a little hard. But you know what? It's football, AJ Brown. <laughs> all right? So pop that thing back in place. You get paid millions <laughs> and was... millions of dollars, oh, yeah, okay, is. to come out there. Like, play through some pain, guys. I, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know what's actually going on. I'm not there the day to the day. But when you have... 87 guys who have now played in 12 weeks and you've set the NFL record for a season. That's not all just coincidence. I, I wouldn't be it shocked. It can't be. I wouldn't be shocked if we end up looking like the injury report comes out today and it just says Mike Vrabel did not practice hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man. Our coach is out of practice with a hamstring. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling how many injuries we've had, and you just have to sit here and wonder, is there – there's got to be a little bit of load management going on with Rabel where he's like, hey, guy's hurt, he could play, but we're going to sit him because we think we're good enough to beat the Texans. Well, clearly we're not good enough to beat the Texans with half of our team being practice squad call-ups. We're just not. So stop with this bull crap of thinking that you're good enough to play guys, uh, you know – Des Fitzpatrick and beat the Texans. You're just you're not good enough, and it's infuriating and it's embarrassing. I don't even want to watch the national media football shows because I'm just embarrassed. I don't yeah. want to get on Twitter because I'm embarrassed about that product. We lost to the Jets. We thought, okay, maybe that's an outlier, and then we go out and we lose to the other worst team in football. Yeah, and it's just a joke, man. I I gotta get off the mic for a second. I'm so hot. I'm too one hot. One of the things you uh, I think Robert you mentioned some about the. Injury report. I was telling, <clears throat> excuse me, I was telling Pettit in the game. It's almost like every single play, I get nervous that I'm going to look on the field and see a Titans player down. That's how bad it's gotten. I literally will watch every play and just be like, oh, that didn't look like a good hit. Is he getting up? Oh, no. Like I, every play, I don't. <clears throat> the worst part is they might not even get injured in the game and then they show up on the injury report list and they yeah. go on IR. And you're like, wait, they played that whole game. Like, apparently, Jayon Brown got hurt, and he played 97% of snaps. And it's yeah. like, wait, what? And another worst part, another more more salt in the wound from the game on Sunday. How many? How much salt are you putting on I this got wound? A lot of, Enough salt until it stings I got so a lot bad of salt. that we never want to. Robert's like, we deserve it. The first Pour half, the salt on. The first half of the game. The fans were not involved. It was an extremely boring game. Well, to be, fair, to be half, fair, the players weren't involved either. The so it's hard half for of us game, to be involved. The fans got into it. We were jumping up and down. We the momentum shifted. The Titans had it. We, we were, were moving. We were numb to the rain. We were a little numb to the rain, but we were jumping up and down trying to rally the team, bring life into the team, and it was working. And yeah, then we it, until it wasn't. Come back. Until and then wasn't. we went for fourth and didn't get it. And then, and then it was Tannehill threw three picks in the Chester second Rogers half. Fumbled the punt return, and we were just kept trying our best, and 
We just kept disappointing. That's I wonder it. if the Titans' decision not to sell beer in the fourth quarter, which I know has been a thing for a while, but it kind of it kind of ruined our mojo. Maybe it ruined the Titans. Yeah, in a way, it like tra- it, the r- mojo ruined transferred to the Titans. Their mojo was basically ruined all day. Okay, so the rest of the schedule though, like. Patriots next week, obviously not great. No. And then, I can't and then even a, think about the Patriots. And then a I just much like, needed a much needed bye week. I just don't even and know then, how much a bye week is going to help us. These injuries I mean, are just like so far gone. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at this schedule and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I originally am thinking, you know, we we don't have the hardest schedule remaining. We're now starting to play some teams that are playing pretty dang good. We got the Jags, obviously. Hopefully we don't blow that one. Is there a game on our schedule left you feel confident? No, that's in? what I was saying. Like the we Jags could the lose one. We could lose the rest of the games this year. We literally could. Jags at Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins at Texans. The 49ers and Dolphins are playing two they're they're both playing some some good football. And you know who's some not like playing good football? Tennessee Titans. Des Fitzpatrick. <laughs> And he's our number one wide receiver out there. Him and Net- no, no, Nick no. Westbrook. Westbrook Akeen is our number one wide receiver. Put some respect on. So if we have, if we trot those two guys out there, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch. That's how frustrating it is. I'm serious. I like we. I don't like the looks. I, it's crazy for me to say, but it's. I feel very worried. What's Julio actually. doing? Is he going to get healthy? He's on IR. Th- I know, but these three weeks of IR, he comes back for the Jags game, allegedly. I mean, are, are we going to play this season, Julio? Are you just going to take $15 million and go sit and laugh on your couch at it, this this Titans fan base and this Titans organization? I mean, let's. this is it, baby. This is the time. You've been We've been saving you. We've been load managing you, whatever. When you come back, it's time to ball. It's time to play some football. Bud Dupree, you know, same thing. When you come back, you're on the IR, but you, when you come back, it's time to ball, baby. It, no, no more of this, like, three-week IR stuff where we're just going to try to get guys healthy. Like, it's time to play football. You got so you, The injury rate in the National Football League is 100%. Everyone gets hurt this time of year. So it's time. So got, guys got to toughen up a little bit. Guys got to play football. And, it, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm at a – zero insight to any of this, how serious the injuries are or or not a lack of. So I admit that up front. I have no idea, okay? But it just is starting to really piss me off. <laughs> um, I will. I wonder if these numbers will surprise you, Pettit. We have a, according to New York Times, we have a 99% chance of making the playoffs. We have a 56% chance at the bye week. Does that surprise you? Is that after Sunday? Yeah. I mean, the fact that there's still 1% chance we don't make the playoffs is concerning. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting be to think that 1% chance. looms a lot larger than that 99%. Yeah. That's the first thing you went to instead of the 56% of the bye week. I don't know. 39% that we host wild card and then 4% that we wild card. I mean, our only hope is Derrick Henry coming back. And, wearing, King. and he, he shows up in pregame wearing all white like he did last year. Or two years ago, and so like a Jesus metaphor. Or yeah, he's like, he's like Gandalf the White. He's like Gandalf the White. Uh, Did you not see that outfit he wore? Against who? It was against uh, the Ravens in 2019. Oh he yeah, wore all white on the jet. I thought you were about up. to say the Ravens last year in the playoffs. No, to be like, and he played like a heck of a game and absolutely balled out. 
and it was the most incredible <laughs> moment. Um, that's kind of that's the only thing that's like okay, our our season can get a little bit better, but without Derek, we are again running a hospital. We are a band aid. We are literally grabbing guys from the street. <laughs> I will say one guy. This is just a one random positive I'm going to throw out there. Okay, let's get positive. One one random positive. I mean, besides the defense, they've still been very solid. Tyler won. After That's his injury, he's still, he still he came back, and he's doing well. He is. He's doing well. And I'm not even the biggest Taylor Wan guy, but I think he deserves a shout-out because Love he's it. been getting injured. Him and Saffold just been getting injured left and right, and they're coming out there, and they are tough. They're out there fighting and doing pretty well. I'm going to piggyback off you a little bit, okay? Okay. Robert, Another positive? You got a little positive. I Elijah like Molden. Yeah. Elijah oh, Molden. That one tackle was phenomenal. He absolutely brought it. <laughs> Last on Sunday, he, he destroyed that he, one guy. He almost had a sack in the end zone for safety. He are you talking crushed about the Chris tackle Conley. That he the guy, yeah, he short. crushed yeah. he crushed Chris Conley, uh, one yard short of the first down marker on the sideline to set up a fourth and one. He played, he balled out, man. You know, and that was it's turned into be a really good. What is he fourth round, third yeah, round he find, was third round compensation. Third round find by John Robinson. You know, his little bread and butter sweet spot of the third to fifth round. He just <laughs> knocks out of the park every year. Can't get a first round pick right to save our lives, but man, do we know how to pick in the third round and fourth round. <laughs> um, another interesting note, speaking of draft picks, is Isaiah Wilson came up in the news this week. Oh, yeah. He um, is playing for the Giants, for anyone that doesn't know that. They signed him to the practice squad. And essentially, they he originally came to the Giants, and they were like, "Yeah, he is not good. Way out of shape. He is out of shape and not looking too good." But apparently, according to his teammate, uh, who is a former Bulldog, Georgia Bulldog, said that Isaiah Wilson has his head on straight, and the coaches even said that they have a long term plans for him. But he's still not ready to play football. But they they are seeing some growth in him, so I think they're so far a little happy with seeing that but titans fans aren't not at all no. but as a human being you gotta root for him a little bit, well, a little bit. i'm rooting for him to be mediocre or subpar i am not rooting for him simply because it's gonna <laughs> absolutely make us look terrible and that's selfish i'm not gonna i'm not above it pettit i'm not i'm not proud of it i'm not proud of it um you're you may be a better that's man than i my wound. yep you may be a better man than i but this is this is a minute for me. <laughs> you know who we really miss is David Long. I we, miss him personally. I miss him personally too, but I don't know if we miss him. That I mean, we I, do miss him on defense, but again, we were playing the Texans and the, the defense was not the problem. I miss yeah, him personally because I, I love watching him run around and be awesome, but that's about it. You know what I miss? He'll be back. I miss when we were on a six-game winning streak against the hardest schedule in the NFL and we <laughs> thought we had a Super Bowl contending team on our hands. <laughs> And that feeling after a big win, like the Bills game or the Colts game or the Rams game, man, we don't realize how good it was, do we? And uh, Yes, we didn't. You know, I did say this before the pod, and you alluded to it, John Garrett. It would be the most Titans thing ever for us to go beat the Patriots on Sunday. And I'll be watching. Don't worry. I'm not giving <laughs> up on my boys. But my goodness, what if we finish, I'm not expecting what much. What do you think about this? <clears throat> Titans finish the season. I don't know what you would think about this. This might blow your mind a little bit. Is we this beat a the positive Patriots, outlook? We beat the Steelers. We beat the 49ers. We beat the Dolphins. Lose to the Texans again. 
and lose to the Jags. So our record would be twelve and five. Twelve and five, but two losses to the Texans, a loss to the Jags, and a loss to the Jets. <laughs> what would that make you think about the Titans? I would probably just have to laugh and cry at the same time. <laughs> like ugh. That would have to be like the, the best record with the worst losses ever. It's so confusing. Isn't it? Like yeah. Oh, it's how very, do you beat I, the Rams without Derrick Henry? Comprehend it. It's like we. It's like when we get emotionally up for a game, we're all pumped up and ready to go. Maybe this is what we, we need. We just play so well, but we, when we don't get up and emotionally ready for a game, we just do what we did on Sunday. Spin zone. We needed another Jets game. <laughs> we needed another Jets. We need to be underdogs again. I really yeah. hope so. Yeah, we do. Well, how, how could you think that we were the favorite without Derrick Henry, though? Um. Every, uh, Colin Hurd put us number one in the Hurd hierarchy. Yeah, he did. So we. <laughs> so so maybe know. you know you know JG. I like that. Maybe we that's that can be our takeaway. We're underdogs again. We're back to. I love what Kevin Byard's been saying. We're not trying to prove anyone wrong. We're trying to prove ourselves right. Yep. So after the Texans game, we really got to prove ourselves right again. Yep. I, I would say this is the first time in my rooting fandom experience that I have been looking ahead right usually the old saying you never look ahead you gotta focus i'm looking ahead to the bye week like i i'm overlooking the patriots because i should be a w hopefully i'm so i'm so excited about just the five days of rest or whatever that the the, our our players are going to get and then seeing who is healthy now for the jaguars actually a great point like i'm i'm more concerned and more excited about the injury report on Tuesday of the Jaguars week than I am about the outcome of Sunday's game. Look, BYU is a pretty good team, and uh, we could lose that one. <laughs> Did you say BYU? BYE. BYE. Bye week. Oh, B- They're pretty good. What the frick? <laughs> if, we get, if we have players that get hurt on our bye week, then I might quit. I might quit this podcast. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count it out, like I said. Tomorrow or today, Mike Brabel's going to be on that injury report, and I'm not going to be shocked one bit. Hamstring, baby. <laughs> Goodness Mike gracious. Brabel. Who is our Did, hamstring he's guy? A, he's a DNC on the day. Did not coach. <laughs> Out Coach's decision. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Man. So, I mean, like, I don't know if I could we're think about the, the playoffs much more. We're still making the playoffs, right? Are we? Right. JG? I w- I'm asking y'all, <laughs> and I really want y'all to say yes. I already t- <laughs> I'm talking? telling you that one percent chance that we don't make the playoffs is that one is a lot bigger in in like total size in my head, and that ninety nine percent is like very very small and itty bitty. It's like a like I understand it's like it's, a calibre font. I under yeah, and like forty eight on a word document. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I under, not a normal twelve. I understand that's statistics, <laughs> but it, I am listen. This is this is what you get with the primetime Titans. Okay, I was talking about this. To, to one of our fans this Sunday, okay? <laughs> we are we're we're passionate, we are unfiltered. You're gonna get the ups and you're getting the downs this podcast, okay? <laughs> we are down in the dumps. We're pissed. We're sad. We don't know what to do. Okay? We're scrambling, right? We have no foundation. Our whole, you know, our whole foundation of what we thought about this team has just been ripped out. Gut punch right to the go next. Tornado to the house. Just what what are you going to do? And you know what? 
we are going to experience this sadness and this devastation with you because that's what we're here to do. We're not here to sugarcoat it. We're not here to, you know, spin zone it for the Titans like a lot of national media members are. Or like right? I tried to do earlier. Or, or like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe sometimes we do. But we're fans, okay? The reporters that cover the team, they're always telling you we're not fans, right? They're, they're just objective. We've got relationship with the players. We're objective. We're going to tell you how it is. Bull crap, okay? We're in the trenches, you guys are in the press box. We're getting rained on in section 331 for three hours, yelling our butts off trying to get this team to come back, okay? So don't tell me that you, whatever, press box people, don't tell me anything. I don't want to hear anything from you, all right? We're the real fans. Screw you, press box people. <laughs> We're the ones who have to endure. We're the ones who are emotionally invested. You just get a paycheck. We're emotionally invested. We do this for free. Isn't that right, Adam? Actually, we pay for this. We pay for this. <laughs> a lot. And money God. and emotion. So like and subscribe. <laughs> We're guilt tripping you. I think I yeah. mean, I think that's it. Petty, do you have anything? No, I, I'm done. I'm not thinking about the tight. We're not I can't do a preview for the Patriots. I'm saying it up front. <laughs> can't do it. So we're gonna we're gonna press pause for the next three days. All right. We're gonna regroup. We're gonna go be with our family for Thanksgiving. It's gonna be a great time for us to just recharge, watch some bad football. I think we got the Lions and the Browns or Lions the Lions and the Bears. Bears with Tim Boyle versus Andy Dalton. Yeah. So so we'll maybe we'll feel better about our Titans after watching Tim Boyle play against Andy Dalton. And Cowboys Raiders. Yeah, that could be and a good Bills, game. Bills Saints. Hopefully Those the Saints the what, hopefully the Saints win and just bury the Bills. That'd be awesome. Be awesome. But, All right. Well Enjoy um, your families over Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Try everyone. not to think about the Titans too much because it'll just make you sad. And it's supposed to be a joyful week. What we're thankful for. We're thankful for wins. And we didn't get a win. So we're not thankful this week. I'm you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the fact that we've already played the Colts and we're two and out. That's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for Palm Top Totten. <laughs> I'm thankful for you guys. <laughs> I'm thankful for you guys when you like and subscribe. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, we are rambling as usual. Well, I think that's it. That about wraps it up. And uh, we thank you all for listening. 